Welcome to another edition of Maverick University. I'm your host, David Hallberg. Joining me today is Dr. Ken Anderson. Uh, Dr. Anderson is a personal finance teacher at Providence Baptist College and has many years of experience in the financial realm. Uh, served on staff at Northwest Bible Baptist Church for many years, uh, assisting Pastor Gomez with uh, just the regular uh, running of the ministry, but to include a lot of financial aspects of insurance and expenses and managing the church's finances. And so, Brother Anderson, thank you so much for joining us. Thank you for inviting me. I kind of gave a brief overview of who you are and what you've done, but if you could kind of fill in those blanks for us. Um, you worked in secular employment for many years in what kind of fields? Well, Dave, I worked for almost 20 years uh, in the home office of an insurance company mm -hmm. that dealt largely with life and health insurance, mutual funds, trust services, etc. Uh, was an assistant vice president uh, and director of marketing. Had several people reporting to me, everyone, everyone from attorneys to programmers and so on but dealt a lot with finance in terms of a broader sense there, investments, insurance, et cetera. Uh, and then the Lord had other plans for me, and so uh, uh, that's when he led me to Northwest Bible Baptist Church on staff. My wife and I have been going to this church, I think probably started out at second service. So really? uh, wow. under the first founding pastor. So uh, preacher's been here 39 years. We add eight onto that, so we're about 47 years worth at Northwest. and. Uh, almost uh, over over 27 years as associate pastor, helping P preacher du Gomez with whatever he wanted done. I mean, every member of Northwest Bible Baptist Church, every Pro Providence Baptist College student graduate owes you and your wife uh, a load of you know gratitude uh, for what you've done for the church ministry um, through the years and jumping in and serving as associate pastor. You know. You know, who knows what Northwest Bible Baptist Church would be without your influence. And Probably we, even better. <laughs> <laughs> so what we want to focus on today is, obviously, we're trying to focus in on this podcast, trying to help Christians, uh, but specifically full-time Christian workers, uh, maybe assistant pastors, uh, men that find themselves in a position like you were in at Northwest Bible Baptist Church, uh, but also to help, uh, you know, future leaders in uh, Christian churches, um, you know, young people who are part of youth group but feel that God is leading them into ministry one day. And so one of our first topics we want to talk about is financial success for the college student. Sure. You know, yeah. so maybe they're a senior in high school, they're thinking about going to Bible college. If you had to warn them about some things, what, were the, what would be those warnings? And so let's talk about that. Sure. What are some of the things that a Christian young person who's thinking about going to Bible college or who's already in Bible college what should they be considering about their finances? Well, if they're thinking about enrolling in Bible college, the first thing they need to consider, of course, is God's will, what Bible college, etc. But beyond that, if they can save as much money as they can during their high school years, working summers, working side jobs, whatever, to save up for that to help reduce the expenses while they're going to college. Mm -hmm. um, but once they're in college uh, and planning for college, one of the most important things, whether they're a freshman or whether they're a upperclassman, is having a budget to operate under. That means they know where every dollar of income is coming from and where every dollar of expense is going. So they ought to know that. And by the way, I'd, I'd recommend that students, even, they, even though they can afford uh, through savings or parental support, et cetera, may be able to afford the fall semester mm -hmm. getting in. I encourage, I would encourage students to get a full-time job while they're here at the college. 
It's going to help relieve some of the financial pressures. They're going to have to study a little bit harder. But that also teaches discipline. Uh, when you're going in the ministry, and of course most of the students that are attending Providence Baptist mm -hmm. College have the intent of going in the ministry, they're going to need to have time control and learn to budget their time as well as their money. So I think having a job while they're going to college is good. It teaches them that kind of discipline they're going to need in the ministry. For a lot of people, the word budget is a very abstract concept because they've never done it before. But in its simplest definition, I think you defined it for us pretty well, it's what money can I expect right. and how do I expect sure. to spend it? Yep. So they have, uh, let's say they have a job or get a job. Mm -hmm. um, they're going to know approximately what they're going to earn, uh, gross and then minus tax withholding, et cetera, and what's going to be their net pay. Okay. Uh, the first thing you ought to consider in a budget, and again, I'm saying this is something that controls their spending behavior, but they need to understand this, they determine what the controls are going to be. So they are determining their own destiny by their budget. It's not the budget that determines their destiny. Mm -hmm. So the very first thing is their gross income before any deductions of any kind from their pay. They need to make sure that they tithe on that at least 10% on the gross amount and give an offering in addition to that. Now, I always suggest, hey, you know, missions and building fund is fine. Why don't you wait a little bit on that, but at least give an offering. Now, when I started out finally tithing on the gross, I started out tithing on the net, found out that was wrong. <laughs> but I gave a tithe on my tithe as my offering. So I gave 10% plus 10% of 10%. So I gave 11% okay. of my income as my, as my tithe and offering. So I'd say start there at a minimum. 10% of course is commanded, but it says also an offering. So I'd suggest at least 11% of your gross income going to that. Now, so after all the deductions that you have, you're tithing on the gross before any withholdings, you take out the tithe, then you need to plan on taxes. Now, those probably are already withheld from your paycheck. Mm -hmm. And I suggest that students starting out use an estimate of about 20% of their gross income will be their taxes. That covers their federal income tax, their state income tax, their Social Security, and their Medicare tax. Could be less, could be more, but generally speaking, 20%. So when you take 20% taxes and 10% plus tithe, they're ending up with about 70% or so of their gross income for them to determine where that goes. And that's a sobering reality well, for yeah. anybody with getting their first exactly job. Right. Oh my goodness. And of course, if they're going to college or yeah. in college, they need to understand that of that 70% then, which is net theirs to spend as they decide, they need to understand there are certain fixed obligations, needs that they must plan for and budget for. And if they're in college or going in college, the very first thing is their college expenses. That's room and board and tuition and materials and books and any fees associated with that. And I'm su I suggest that uh, they budget, I think, about $660 a month on an eight-month basis to cover just the tuition. Mm -hmm. And then they have uh, $350 that they budget for the room and $110 for the uh, board or the food. So they're budgeting about $450 there for room and board. So room and board and tuition could amount to about more than $1,000 or so dollars a month on an eight-month basis. So that's the first thing they take out, tithes and taxes already, and then all their college expenses. And by the way, they shouldn't overlook fees. I mean, some of the fees are there. They must have a matriculation fee, an enrollment fee, 
uh, all these kinds of fees, it's not just when you're late, that kind of fine, all right? But they need to consider those if they're taking special courses, there are fees. So that's when I say, you know, about $660 should cover tuition and fees associated with courses. And there's a lot of hidden costs in those oh, fees. Sure. You might say, oh, the tuition is really low, but have you looked at the fees yeah. <laughs> that might make up that difference? Yeah. And uh -huh. it's not so cheap anymore, I suppose. I hate to say this, but it's like airlines, right? You need a, yeah. so much uh, for your baggage and so much for this and so much for this. And oh, where did that cheap fee come from? Yeah. Oh, you plan to breathe during this flight? Yeah. Oh, that's an extra fee. Exactly right. <laughs> so you've got these fixed costs you can't do anything about. Uh, for the Christian, it's the tithe and offering, no questions asked. Correct. Uh, as a U.S. citizen, it's your taxes, right. no questions asked. As a student, it's your tuition, room and board, no questions asked. So what other expenses would a Bible college student need to consider um, that they might have to pay? Well, if they're coming to campus with a car, with a vehicle of mm -hmm. any sort, I'm saying car could be any form of vehicle, they need to plan on insurance, of course, and in many cases their parents are covered under the parents' plan. And if they can stay under the parents' plan and the parents continue to pay, so much the good, because car insurance can be very expensive. Yeah. But they need to plan on gas or diesel, whatever their fuel is, and they need to plan on oil changes and th things of that nature. Uh, depending on where their job is and their ministry work and so on, they're going to put on some decent miles in some cases. So they need to plan on fuel uh, and for also setting aside a little reserve every month for that periodic service and maintenance that might be due. So they might have a car expense. And by the way, there's a car license plate also that they do annually. These yeah. little things that you forget about that amounts to about $13 a month in Illinois mm -hmm. and whatever. So they're going to have that kind of expense. Now, the, uh, a lot of college students make the big mistake. They think, oh, I've got a job. I think I've covered my school bills and some other things. Well, I got this all this money left over. Well, they really don't have much left over. If they're earning $15 an hour and work a 40-hour full-time shift, second shift, third shift, whatever, they're going to make it easily financially mm -hmm. at the college, be able to pay all their college bills, uh, even maybe even have uh, s some expenses with the car. But what they forget is the book of Haggai, chapter 1, talks about a bag with holes. And it's like a billfold or a purse. They put the money in there, and at the end of the week or the end of the month, they look in the purse or they look in the billfold, and there's, there's nothing left <laughs> because it's a bag with holes. Sure. They've gone to McDonald's and bought a number four. They've gone here and there. And before they knew it, if they buy something, you know, one, one of those kinds of drive-through meals a week, they're going to go into debt. They're not going to be able to pay their bills. So they need to be very careful. And so they need to budget for if there's any money left over, from their income after tithes and taxes and after all the school expenses that they're planning, if there's any money left over after the car, then then they can plan on, well, I'm going to use this to buy some snacks now and then, uh, maybe go through a drive. But those are, those are occasional. Those are once sure. in a while, so it's not our every day. And you don't buy the premium coffee either. <laughs> That's going to put you in the yeah. hole for sure. So basically what I'm gathering is there's some expenses you just don't have a choice about, and you pay those regardless you know, it's just how it's you're in college, you're you're paying these expenses, but the money that's left over, that's the money you really need to fight for. Yeah. That's mm -hmm. the money that you yeah. have. It's right. it's such a small, meager amount that was left over, and you don't need to overspend, and that's, that's where it right. happens. That's exactly okay. right. And the other thing is they need to plan ahead. I mean, some of the bills that they may have are gonna come due quarterly or semi annually or even annually. Now more often that happens after you're out of college when you have these annual bills that come due for uh, insurance or whatever, and they need to set a reserve side. They need to set a, a, a sum aside as a reserve to meet those bills that aren't due this month. Mm -hmm. They're due next month <clears throat> or two months from now. So they really should have a spreadsheet. 
And so they should have all these things that are on the spreadsheet that coordinate with the budget so they can set aside money for future bills that aren't due immediately. For instance, next, uh, uh, when they get done with, the, with this year, planning for the next year, uh, and David, you can tell me better than anybody else, but the costs involved just in matriculating and getting the application fee and so on, that's several hundred dollars up front. So they need to plan for that mm -hmm. over the summer or whatever so they've got the money in the fall when it comes due. The other thing I'd suggest, David, is that, and this, help, this is helpful for any family, not just college students, but yep. I hate to be you know, oversimplified here, but David Ramsey and other experts in the financial industry call this the envelope system. Mm -hmm. And basically, that means for any money that you're gonna spend out of pocket, mostly, could work for other things, and your budget, you say, okay, for entertainment and recreation, for drive-throughs, for snacks and so on, I'm allowed my budget, I'm allowing myself $30 a month for these. Okay, and let's, let's assume you're paid monthly, for instance, instead of weekly or whatever, sure. but same concept. So at the beginning of the month, when you get your paycheck, you put $30 in an envelope for entertainment and recreation. You put X dollars amount in for your gas for the car, et cetera. Mm -hmm. So you have these bunch of envelopes, and I'm talking about a spreadsheet, but I'm trying to get you to visualize envelopes. So they go out with some friends for some snacks or something. They take some money out of the envelope for their drive-through or whatever, uh, and so on. When the envelope is empty, their spending stops mm -hmm. until the next month. You can't when they spend can add, when you don't have the cash. They can add to the envelope. Mm -hmm. And that forces them to say, okay, I'm gonna have to cut back, I'm gonna have to watch, because if the envelope is empty, I can no longer spend till next time. Personal finance is not spreadsheets. Personal finance is your daily living and your daily exactly decisions. Exactly right, exactly right. In our personal finance course, for instance, uh, one of the requirements for the class is to come up with a budget by semester end for the next college or the next school year. Mm -hmm. And part of that is maintaining a spending diary. They begin at the beginning, the start of the semester. Uh, we give them forms to do this, but they have basically 14 different forms. They can do this on a computer, of course, but I give them 14 forms. We have, we have a form, uh, one for income, mm -hmm. all their income, and yep. it's every time they get paid and what the amount was. And then we have one for taxes, one for tithes and offerings, one for all, all housing-related expenses, which is the room and board, or the room. And then we have food, then we have insurance, which is car insurance and so on. Uh, we have uh, some for entertainment, some for miscellaneous, getting your hair cut and so on and so forth, some for the tuition and room and board and all the school expenses. So it amounts to about 14 different categories. And they are required every day to write down by day what their expense is in each of these categories, what it was for, and the amount of money, then keep a running tally. That's revealing, I'm sure. Oh, it sure is. It's <laughs> revealing for any family to do that yeah. because they don't know where the money goes. Most people do not where the, know where the money goes. Yeah. And so that helps them determine that because if they're going to plan a budget for the next year, they need to know what their expenses have been, not what they hope them to be, what they have, have been. Because mostly you get in the habit, you're going to continue the habit. Sure. very hard to break those. I think this is essential for these students coming into Bible college because for the first time in their life, they're paying bills. Yes, exactly. <laughs> yeah. And I was there as well. As a freshman in college, I'm paying my school bill for the first time. I'm earning a regular paycheck for the mm -hmm. first time. And I don't, I don't even know what it costs to live. Right. And now all the things I was taking for granted and all the things that my parents were paying for, right. I'm now paying for it. And I realized right. I didn't even know they were paying for them, yeah. but now I do. You know, and it's just amazing that 
it's a it's a definitely an educational experience. And then you got married, David, and that's where real life started. Uh-huh. Huh? This is just practice in college. Then you had children. Then you realize, okay, oh, yeah. yep, you bet. I remember wringing my hands the day I was getting married, and it just hit me like a ton of bricks. Oh man, I'm uh-huh. about to be responsible. Uh-huh. What have I gotten myself exactly into? Right. Not that I uh, was re- you know, thinking about backing sure. out or anything, but it right. was it was very sobering. Uh-huh. A little supplemental story here that uh, shows my foolishness when I was in Bible college, and you'll probably cringe at this, Brother Anderson. Um, I had a habit of going to Taco Bell after work. I would work uh, from about 4 p.m. until about 12.30 in the morning. And yeah, 12.30 in the morning, I still had some homework and studying to do, and I was hungry, all mm-hmm. right? And so, you know, I was going as cheap as you could possibly go. Taco Bell is like bottom shelf fast food. And I would order myself a bean burrito and a seven liter burrito. I still remember the amount to this day, but the internet is two fifty eight Every time, go through the drive-thru, same time every day, uh-huh. I get off work. And it got to the point where they didn't even have to ask what my order was. I just uh, say, just... hey, it's me. All right, pull up to the window. And I knew, they knew my order. I knew what I was going to pay on my birthday. I'm like, hey, guys, it's my birthday. Can I get some free food? They gave me some free food. Uh-huh. On Saturday, on bus route, you stop for lunch with the bus route, right? Sure. Where did we go? Yep. Taco Bell, 258. Yep. Mm-hmm. I added up, Brother Anderson, four years of college. And if I did that at least six days a week, which arguably, probably right. I did. Four thousand dollars? No, uh-uh. on bean burritos <laughs> on, from Taco in four Bell. years. In four years, thousand dollars a year. Yes, sir. Oh my goodness, eight bucks a week. Mm-hmm. Wow, it goes it goes quick. And so, it to does. your point, yeah. you know, all of these expenses, I had right. no choice. Yep. But I did have a choice about going to Taco right. Bell, and I could have been four thousand dollars richer. Oh yes, yeah. <laughs> but I would not have. I would have gone hungry, though, uh-huh. which I don't know. For a college guy, you know, that's, a tar- that's a tough one. Well, and that, that is hard because um, the whole budget process and, and spending only what you have and not more than you have, sure. um, it's, I like to call it self-parenting. You were under your parents as long as you were home. Now you're out on your own. You're going to have to parent yourself. And let's see what a good parent you're going to be or not going to be mm. by how you govern your budget. You are your parent, so discipline your own self. And that also shows, David, your will, mm-hmm. your willpower. If you have willpower, you'll be able to say, I'm not going to spend on this, but I am going to spend on this. If you have no willpower, you're just going to spend and you're going to end up not flunking out of college. You're going to end up out of college because you can't afford the finances anymore. You're going to flunk out of life, too. Yeah. So. I, I remember years and years ago, I don't remember his name. I just remember Brother Hall relating a story to me. And I do know there was a college student there and he bought through a loan, I'm guessing, a nice car. It wasn't brand new, but it was like new. Mm-hmm. It was a sporty type of car. And that was all the college students looking, wow, where'd you get that, and so on. After one semester, he was out of there. Yeah, Could not afford to stay in. And I make that example oftentimes in my personal finance. I says, don't let a car drive you out of God's will. He drove himself out of God's wow. will because he couldn't parent himself. He didn't have the willpower to do that. Weak, weak will. So very, very important that you're able to govern yourself. Well, thank you so much for the valuable information, Brother Anderson, and I hope uh, some Bible college students will avoid my mistakes and others as well. Well, the other recommendation I always make, not necessarily their freshman year, although if they're good with math, that's okay. Mm -hmm. But I think every college student ought to take the personal finance class, Mm -hmm. not just for their college, it's preparation for life. And I have students yet calling me back 
or texting me or even emailing me saying, Brother Anderson, thank you for your personal finance class because I'm buying a house. And right now it's a lot easier because of what I learned about mortgages and so on and so forth and other points of that nature. And some will say, you know what, Brother Angel's uh, teaching on, on, on preaching, most important for my preaching. But he said, you know what, I wouldn't be able to pastor my church if it wasn't for good finances, and that comes from a personal finance class. Now, David, just between you and me and everybody who's listening, the personal finances I got, part of that was from my secular background, my, my, sure. my yeah. experience. But a large part of that came from preacher. Mm -hmm. And I also teach a church finance class, which I think everybody who's going into the ministry and intends to be a pastor or associate pastor, assistant pastor, or anything, should take. And all those points, really, preacher taught me over our well, his 39 years since he's been here. And I yeah. took notes, and basically my church finance class is a compilation of teachings from Pastor Gomez, just like personal finance is part his and part my own experience. So, and not to boast, but I'm just going to insert here, uh, a, a credit rating or a credit score, David, is so important mm -hmm. for a college student. We tell them how to build and establish and keep a good credit score, but the interest rate they get on mortgages, the interest rate they get on automobiles, even their insurance premiums for car insurance and homeowners, and to some extent, if they're charged any fees for utility hookups, goes back to their credit score. The higher the score, the better off they're going to be in terms of those extra charges. So yes, that's very important also in terms of building that credit rating while they're here at college. All right. Well, if you want to check out any of our other conversations with Brother Anderson, you can go down to the description below and click on the links and view our other topics. Uh, if you would like to take Brother Anderson's personal finance course, you can enroll in Providence Baptist College and uh, join us for a semester of that. Thanks so much.